Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello everyone and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder Renievich and I'm joined today by John Dwoskin, business coach, mentor, executive coach, author, speaker, and podcast host. Very warm welcome to you, John. And where are you hanging out today? Andrew, good to, good to see you. Thanks. Um, Detroit, Michigan. Oh, and what's, what's the weather like there? Um, it's kind of sunny. It's nice. It's going to be about 90 degrees today. So Holy cow. Yeah. We're getting like rain, wet, and overcast and wind. But then it's... <laughs> Um, so let's get, let's get on to your work. Yeah. Um, so at age 23, John built and sold one of the first online marketing companies in the country with his brother and a friend. He then went on to a career in commercial real estate as vice president and CEO. But then a cancer diagnosis at age 20 and a misdiagnosis 10 years later galvanized him in his mission to bring the best out of people and to help them achieve their goals and live a better, more balanced and fun life. John's also a Forbes columnist, author of the Think Big Movement, and host of the Think Business Podcast. And his promise to you is, I will get you unstuck and grow your business big, very big. So thank you, John, for your time today. Hey, Andrew, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And the title we're working with today is Get Unstuck with Business Coaching. And yeah. John's going to unpack that by answering six questions. All right. So first question, John, who is your ideal client and what's the transformation you help them achieve? Sure. My ideal client, and I work, Andrew, with um, solopreneurs to Fortune 100 companies and everything in between. And I work with C-level execs, owners, um, VP-level managers and salespeople. And... All of those people are people who are stuck in a little bit different areas, but in, in many ways the same. You know, if we start with um, C-level executives, um, their vision, their planning, um, their leadership skills, their effective communication, how to work in a hybrid normalcy work world uh, where things are very hybrid, how to, you know, not only set a plan and reverse engineer that plan, but also all the ideas and the little things that need to be done along the way. And I think really, if I'm looking, when I look at the C-level team and the, and the and an ownership team, it's really about getting a clearer picture and message when it comes to the vision. It's so interesting to me how many people, how many companies are really unclear, right? And so they think they're clear, but they're not. And so it sends the wrong message in so many different ways. Um, when I work with managers, I teach them how to be managers and how to um, how to influence and how to inspire people. Many people are poor managers because they were hired because they were good at their job and then never trained on how to be a manager. So um, I come in and I train managers and accelerate their growth and their effective communication skills. And salespeople, I work with them a lot because many salespeople just they really, they need help selling. Salespeople every week need new tips and talking points and questions and a very high level of accountability to stay on track. And so with my background, having 
kind of worn all of those hats, I'm able to really kind of come in and help every, everybody get unstuck in the nuances of where their business is so they can really grow at an accelerated rate. Okay. I think you've already somewhat answered question number two, but I'll ask it again anyway. So yeah. what's the biggest challenge they're facing? It sounds like it's, it's a little bit different for each of those slices. Yeah. Or is I there sort the, of a meta challenge that you see covers all of them? Yeah, I, I would say the biggest challenge is their level of consciousness needs to um, rise, right? Their level of awareness. They're the, I'm a big fan of, you know, the same, the, the same level of consciousness that got you to where you are cannot get you to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And there's a level of, I don't want to, uh, somewhat a mixture, a cocktail of complacency and lack of awareness that they know that they're stuck in, where they can't see the forest of the trees any longer. They've done as much as they can. They need new perspective, have not asked for help when they should. So they're late in the game with that. They can't talk to their business partners. They don't have anybody who they can strategically discuss things with and, and be vulnerable with. You know, this, this business, like when I take on a client and, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming you kind of do the same, it's, you know, I tell them, this is hard work. You gotta be, you gotta be ready to do the work. You know, it's it, it it sounds very trendy right now to have a business coach, but if you're really diving in, you got to be vulnerable, you got to be real, you got to really open everything up because everything is kind of interconnected in a way. And so, I would say that their biggest obstacle is is that they don't ask for help soon enough. And then most clients do, but some don't commit to the process. You got to commit. This isn't something you can do in a week or a month. This is in my opinion, I mean, I've had business coaches. I'm 49 since I was 23 years old. You, you, it's you, 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 you need the continuity. It's like going to a therapist. You know, I remember days. I remember years ago going to my therapist and saying, "You know what? I think I'm done." And my therapist said to me, "You know what? I was going to tell you you needed to start coming twice a week." So I did. And then, right? And then sometimes when you have nothing to talk about, those are the biggest breakthrough days. And so business coaching is a commitment. And I think the biggest obstacle is people don't realize that it really is a commitment and, and, and a level of ownership that they have to take. It's interesting. I, I was talking with um, one of my guests recently and he made a, he said an observation about, he says, you know, business coaching is really quite schizophrenic because at the highest level, it's considered a real perk and a bonus for the top level people. That's how you support them. And at the lowest level, it's this remedial thing you're doing to someone because it, it's one step before firing them. And it, it has this, this weird double-headed aspect that at one level, it's seen as a real positive thing. And at another level, it's yeah. seen as, you know, you're sort of like the classroom dummy and we, we need to like do something about you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Um, I, I guess maybe, maybe because of where, what I'm coaching, I, I'm more, I have companies kind of work with me more and they'll call me kind of special ops where I come in and I work with people who are typically already successful yeah. to make them even more successful. Yeah, but I don't, right. But I know what you're talking about because the way, the lens I see that through is companies don't invest in their people. And then by the time they do invest in their people, whether it's coaching, training, bringing in any type of trainer, 
it's kind of like, you're right. It's like, it's too late, right? It's been two years, allowed your people to build every bad habit possible. You haven't set a proper vision roadmap for them. So everybody created their own. And now you have good people with probably poor managers, a toxic environment, and you're trying to band-aid it. And that doesn't work. You've got to invest in your people early on. And so, um, so I see that happen, you know, as I zoom out, I see that happening. I understand what you guys talking about. I see that happening a lot, right? You're investing in a band-aid because you did, you weren't proactive and you're a company talking about being proactive, proactive, but you're reactive in training your people. And then you blame your people because you've done it too late. Yeah. 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 So I think that ties into question three, then your no, number one insight sounds like it's some version of <laughs> don't wait. Don't wait. Right. I mean, you really, you know, you really got to look at your company and your people and say, what do I need to do to invest in my people? And that's interesting, um, Andrew. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, millennials, you know, they only stay two, three, four years or this generation. I say, all right, so, all right, so, so what? So, you know, a stack going in, get the most out of that person and have an upfront contract with that. Hey, I'm going to invest in you, but give me six months before you leave. I, I will support you. Help me train your replacement. And the two, three years you're here, document everything you do and build a training library. So when the next person comes, you've left this a better place, right? Most, most people don't have those discussions, but it's about forecasting and projecting and having insights on what your people need. I mean, you have to assume that 20, 30% of your people, when you look at your roster today in three years, won't be there. And so that's recruiting is a, is, is a piece. But I would say the biggest insight is yes, what you said, but also really forecasting out and saying, okay, what's my succession plan for all of these people? And now if I reverse engineer that, what do I need to do to make them the best possible people for internal culture and external experience? Right. So question number four, in your own development, what, what was the most impactful element? Was it a book, a program, an experience? Sure. When I was 18 years old, my dad gave me a set of tape sets, Brian Tracy, The Psychology of Success. I put it on my ears. Andrew, I knew exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I wanted to be a business coach. I wanted to write books. I wanted to speak. I wanted to help companies grow. My journey was starting an internet company and then getting into commercial real estate and things of that nature to get to this spot where I started my business in my early 40s. But, um, but that tape set was it, that moment in time. Yeah. Okay. I and mean, I've read thousands of books since and podcasts and this, but that moment in time. Yeah. Is, and, and what was the name of the set? The Psychology of Success by, <clears throat> by Brian Tracy. Okay. And we'll make sure to put those in the sheet, sheet, show notes. And so question five, what's the free resource you'd like to share with the audience to help them? Yeah. If you go to johndwaskin.com, um, I have my book, uh, The Think Big Movement. Uh, you can download it for free. And I also have a 100-page ebook, 10-chapter workbook uh, that you can download for free as well. Okay, great. And also there'll be links there to your podcast. Thank you. Okay. And so question number six, our last one, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? Um, what should you ask me that you didn't ask me? Um, what's the number one lesson that I've learned in my 49 years of living? Okay, so what is that? Slow down. Right. I mean, you've got to make time in your life to unplug, 
unwind, slow down, whether that's meditation, forcing yourself to go for a walk and be with nature. Um, but you've got to infuse um, time to just do nothing. Yeah, I had, I, I had a business coach about a year ago who gave me uh, one of my rules was stop working at eight. Um, and I'm breaking it today. No working on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind working on the weekends because I don't do it often. Um, but it was nice kind of having this interview on the weekend uh, just because um, sometimes during the week you're so, you know, you're running from meeting to meeting to meeting. So it was kind of, it was actually, I was kind of looking forward to it. It was yeah, yeah. very meditative. So, um, but yeah, but I think, I think it's important to have some boundaries for yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, this is fine because I really enjoy this. But no, what, what they were saying was, you know, take a mental break, you know, shut the business mind off. Correct. You know, at a certain time each night and, and, and to, you know, to not to not give yourself the weekend to do other stuff to refresh right. yourself. And that was yeah. really, really important. OK, well, perfect, John. Thank you so much for your time today. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for yours. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.